Rebel Yell Podcast on the Trib Live High School Sports Network. I'm Don Rebel. Just got word, this just in, the first round is in the books. Round one of the WPIA basketball playoffs is done. We got quarterfinals coming up Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Semifinals Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, and then the championships at the Pete. Peterson Event Center, University of Pittsburgh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Kind enough to join us. Chris Harlan of the Trip Live High School Sports Network. Whew, the games have been coming fast and furious this week, nonstop, day after day. It sounds like that would be a good movie, doesn't it? Fast and the Furious yes. basketball edition. Yes. Well, let's get going. Let's look at the boys' side of things. We'll start in Class A, where tonight, Wednesday, the um, four quarterfinals are set two teams making their postseason debut, defending champion, top seed Imani Christian will take on Wes Green uh, at Bethel Park High School at 8 o'clock. Wes Green defeating Avella 58-47 in round one behind Parker Burns, 20 points. Uh, Neighborhood Academy is the number two seed. They get their first taste of postseason play uh, Wednesday, 6 o'clock at Norwin when they play Aquinas Academy. Big game for uh, our good friend and last week's uh, player of the week, Jacob Gillen, 37 points as Aquinas beat California 84-50. The other two matchups, Monesson against Union. It's the 4-5 game. Greyhound 78-56 winners over uh, Summit Academy. Lorenzo Gardner, a past player of the week. Big game, 44 points for the Hounds. Union gets 23 from Lucas Stanley as they beat Hillel Academy, 67-43. Good piece on uh, the heat from uh, my partner here, Chris Harlan, last week. And Rochester will take on Carlinton. That's the 3-6 matchup. Xavier Rigby quietly having a big season for the Rams, 23 in their victory over St. Joe's, 72-28, where Carlinton won 55-41 over Jefferson Morgan, Jake uh, Moldovan with 19 points for the Cougars. Yeah, you mentioned my store on Hillel Academy. It was a fun underdog story when you looked at them, a small Jewish Orthodox school from Squirrel Hill making their first appearance in the WPL playoffs. Only been around two years, but not all underdog stories have a uh, gold medal ending. They gave Union a good fight, but uh, definitely came out on the short end of that one. Good game, but, but Union is a team that, you know, before the year, some people were picking us as a finalist again this year. So that's a tough first round matchup for them on the other side of the bracket neighborhood Academy. I'm interested to see them tonight. I'm going to be out there in Norwin. Uh, curious to see uh, Courtney Wallace, the junior recently committed to Yale. Hear a lot of good things about him. I haven't seen him play this year. Looking forward to seeing what he's got. Uh, one of the top players there in single a, all of these teams lining up open somewhere to maybe uh, knock off defending champ Amani somewhere along the way. Won't be easy. That's for sure. Let's go to 2A now. These quarterfinals are going to be on Friday night. Top seed Aliquippa, uh, they knock off Nazareth Prep 70-57 to in round one. Up next, eight seed Sarah Catholic. Eagles 58-47 winners over Chartier's Houston. Isaiah Petty, 24 points for the Eagles. That game Friday night, 8 o'clock at North Allegheny. Fort Cherry against Bishop Canavan. It's the 4-5 game. The Rangers, 69-48 winners over Winchester Thurston in round one. 
Crusaders win by 21 over Burgettstown. Drew Allen with 18 for BC. Uh, 8 o'clock at Peters Township for the Rangers and Crusaders. They met twice in the football uh, season uh, meeting here on the hardwood. Greensburg Central Catholic is the two seed. uh, 57-22 winners in round one over Frazier. Tyree Turner, 18 points. Centurions on Friday at Fox Chapel at 8 o'clock will take on Eden Christian Academy, 67-56 winners, 10 over 7 in the first round. Uh, Nathan Garrett, big game for the Warriors with 31 points. Northgate against Jeanette, that's the 3-6 matchup. Friday at Mount Lebanon at 6 p.m. Northgate, 65-52 winners over Clareton, while Jeanette knocked off Sewickley Academy, 52-47 uh, Kaimon Brown with 17 points in the win for the Hawks. Yeah, Bishop Canavan, they won in the first round by 21 points. You, you think they're supposed to win that, a 5-12, kind of an easy win. That's a unique situation, I think, for Canavan right now. And I think because of that, that win was important to them. I mean, this is a uh, team that changed coaching staffs late last month. They, they, the school fired the previous staff, brought in a whole new staff led by Aaron McGee. He was a former Canavan assistant. He left, went over to Moon when the staff went over there. Now he's back as head coach. And, and that's a transition. You know, I mean, that's tough. You can't just say, well, we're just going to put a new coach in. That means they're going to go in. Uh, so I got to give them credit. I talked to him. I saw them out there at that game against Burgerstown. And, and Aaron, when he took over the team, you know, you think a guy coming in late in the season like that might just kind of be like a substitute teacher. They're coming in and have to run a lot of the game plan or the, you know, the lesson plan that the previous person put in place. That's not him. He came in and they revamped the offense. They redid the defense, went from a zone team to a man-to-man team. And they came out and won by 20 points in the first round. So so kudos to his staff for, for what they've been able to do in a very short window. But they've got some talent there. And if they can make that, you know, make this work like it looks like they are, they could be a threat here in these playoffs. Class A semifinals, by the way, will be this upcoming Saturday. Here in 2A, their semifinals will be on Tuesday, the 27th. Let's go to 3A now. Deer Lakes will take on Elwood City Thursday at North Allegheny at 8 o'clock. It's 1 versus 9. Deer Lakes defeated Stow Rock 62-32. Colin Rogers, 16 points for the Lancers. Elwood City, 53-36. Winners over Washington, Joseph Roth, Joe Pro, if you will, 18 points to lead the Wolverines. He has a chance against Deer Lakes to hit the 2,000-point mark for his illustrious career. Nishanik, the fourth seed, 66-40 winners over Mount Pleasant. They will take on Derry, the Trojans, with one of the big stunners of the postseason. Number 12 beats number 5. Derry 54, Our Lady of the Sacred Heart 53. Uh, Nate Papuga having himself quite a year. He's one of the top five scorers in the district. He had 26 points for the Trojans. They end the Chargers' seven-year run of making it to the district finals. Mohawk over McGuffey, big time, 74-39. Bobby Fadden, 25 points. Tara Crosby, 25 points. As Yacht defeated South Park, 53-30. Cougars and Warriors, it's two versus seven at Pine Richland Thursday at 7 p.m. And finally, Shadyside Academy, 
79-62 winners over Beaver Falls. Eli Teslovich, 40 points for the Bulldogs. Burl Bucks, a familiar foe. Up next, Burl uh, stunned Seton LaSalle, 55-50. Tucker Bitar with 21 points for Burl. That Burl Shadyside Academy game Thursday, 8 o'clock at Fox Chapel. Yeah, I think the, the the interesting thing about this bracket are the two teams that, that, that didn't get there. You know, our, our Lady of the Sacred Heart, Seton LaSalle. And, and, and Don, we talked back before the brackets came out, when we kind of looked through this bracket, yep. I think we both kind of questioned the strength of those two teams because we're looking at the non-section schedule, and it was kind of tough to tell how good some of those teams were this year. Traditionally, those are two of the top basketball schools in the WPL. The way it turned out, I think uh, – you know, they, whether they were a, a top-notch team or not, both fell in the first round, both got upsets. Uh, interesting that all four teams from Deer Lakes section, Deer Lakes, uh, and was it Deer Lakes, Burrow, Shadyside, Yacht, all make it to the quarterfinal. So that's a feather in the cap for that section as they try to say uh, uh, that uh, they might be the best. See what they can do. Yeah, good point about uh, you know we were having all kind of trouble with those uh, with some of the co-champs in this uh, in this classification right. too, but both the uh, the Rebels and Chargers rich traditions, but they are out and their seasons are over. They don't even get a chance to play in the consolation round. That's what winning in the first round does gets you at least if you if you're not successful in the quarterfinals uh, a shot in the uh, in the consolation round Thursday. For the quarterfinals here in 3A, the semifinals will be on Monday. All right, Class 4A, Lincoln Park, 30-point winners in round one over Freeport, 93-63. Malik Thomas, 30 points. Brandon Cummings, 23 points for the Leopards, who next get number eight, Knock. The Young Knights uh, defeated uh, Beaver, 52-48. Derek Lang, 17 points. Wednesday, 8 o'clock at North Allegheny for the Leopards and the Knights. Good 4-5 matchup is set. Uniontown against North Catholic. The Red Raiders, 64-45 winners over Quaker Valley. Jameer Braxton with 16 points for the Raiders. Uh, North Catholic, 73-53 winners over Elizabeth Forward. Max Array, the uh, talented senior with 24 points. Norwin, 8 o'clock for the Red Raiders and the Trojans. Hampton, the number two seed, advances with a 66-55 win over Central Valley. Peter Kramer drops 24 points for the Talbots. Mike Mikulski, 22 points for South Allegheny as the Gladiators knock off Bell Vernon, 71-62. 2-7 matchup, Hampton and South Allegheny, Wednesday at Fox Chapel at 8 o'clock. And finally, meeting number three, the rubber game, if you will, between section foes Montour and Avonworth. Montour beats Southmoreland 71-44. Amaso with 18 points for Montour. Avonworth 74-59 winners over Highlands. Rowan Carmichael, huge game, 32 points for the Lopes. This could be the most interesting bracket in the WPIL. It's possible. I think when you look, I mean, we got all eight top seeds into the quarterfinals. Mm -hmm. And if you maybe take Lincoln Park out of the equation because it's hard to predict Anybody to beat Lincoln Park just because they've been as good as they are. No, no, no offense to knock. But if you look at the other three, I think you could call them all toss-ups. I mean, I think that that any one of those you can make a case for 
them going either way. I mean, you got Montour Avonworth, they split their season series. South Allegheny has some really good wins as a number seven seed. And then that, and then North Catholic and Uniontown's game, I'm going to go see tonight. We got a Uniontown team that was, was very successful a year ago with a lot of young guys. North Catholic's always tough. I think it's an interesting, I think this may be the hardest one to pick. I think you could see some upsets in this bracket uh, in those matchups. Yeah, Class A, good point about the top eight seeds advancing because Class A is the only other one, yeah. the only other bracket that advanced the top eight into the quarterfinals, of course, not counting 6A, <clears throat> which only had eight teams. Yeah. 4A, Wednesday, uh, the quarterfinals, semifinals will be Saturday. I, I totally agree with you. Lincoln Park, though, is the is the caveat because they're, they're just so good. They are. They are, and I think that one. Let me give a shout out to Rowan Carmichael. I saw him play earlier this year, guard for Avonworth. Saw him in the first round. Uh, went out, and scored thirty-two in a win over Highlands. Uh, he's a kid. That I wrote a story about him. You know, if you look at him, he's like a five foot eleven guard. You know, people. You know, he's not the biggest guy on the court, but he he has a big game. I mean, he really does. He went out there, I think, and, and showed. He's one of the best guards in the WPL. His, his dad's the basketball men's basketball coach of La Roche. And if people didn't already know about him, I think that one going out there in that first round, putting up 32 points, hit a bunch of threes. And he does more than just score. I mean, he's got a sort of catalyst for the offense. He rebounds. He does a lot of stuff. So that, that big win for them, they're going to need him tonight against Montour because he's the team that makes that Avonworth uh, offense go. But he's a guy, I don't know if he gets to as, as much attention as some of the other guys, but definitely a big first-round effort from him, and, and kudos to what he's done this season. Let's go to 5A. Um, these quarterfinals will be on Thursday. Moon, the top seed, 73-39, thrashing of Woodland Hills to advance to round two to go up against Fox Chapel. The complete opposite of a thrashing for the Foxes, they needed double overtime to dispose of North Hills, 94-89, the most electrifying first-round game in any of the brackets. Jefferson, Moorfield, Brown, 27 points for the Foxes. That game Thursday, 8 o'clock at North Hills. Fourth seed, Thomas Jefferson, 72-53 winners over Penn Trafford. The school's all-time leading scorer, Evan Berger, with 18 points. They're going to be taking on Kiski area. Talk about your dark horse. Another 12 seed advancing. Isaiah Gonzalez, 15 points. Kiski area stuns 2023 runner-up Peters Township, 58 to 51. <clears throat> Other side of the bracket, 2023 defending champion Penn Hills falls to Gateway, 70 to 59. Uh, Michael Bruce McCrawman, 23 points for the Gators in that victory. Number seven, Gateway, will take on number two, Franklin Regional. The Panthers, 67-50 winners over Mars. Colin Maston with 20 points for Franklin Regional. That game, Panthers and Gators at Norwin High School at 8 o'clock. And it will be three versus 11 in the other quarterfinal game. Third seed, Charlotte, or Shaler, excuse me, knocked off Chartiers Valley. They had their hands full down to the wire. Titans win 73 71, Sam Himrod with 20 points for Shaler. They will be playing Bethel Park. Was not pretty, trust me. But uh, Bethel Park fought and fought and fought. And um, a layup at the buzzer by Sean Davis, the difference. 
34-32, the Hawks knock out number six seed South Fayette to advance. Sean Davis, the leading scorer with nine points. That pretty much tells you about that game. That game, uh, the Blackhawks and the Titans will be at Mount Lebanon uh, uh, 8 o'clock Thursday. 34-32 is the kind of score that gets people uh, calling for a shot clock. You know, yeah. I don't. I didn't see that game. I don't know if it was a lot of just long possessions or a lot of missed shots. But uh, yes, 34-32. That one kind of sticks out when you look at a bracket with scores, you know, in the seventies, eighties, even the nineties, and you see two teams in the thirties. That, that makes you scratch your head a little bit. But hey, I mean, a good win for Bethel Park. That's a South Vet team that had some good wins. Yeah, seemed like it was peaking at the right time. I think people saw them as as a dark horse that could maybe cause some trouble in this bracket. So for uh, Bethel Park to come up and beat them in the first round, it's a big win for them. Another one you mentioned on the other side, Kiski. I think they've had an interesting season in that it seems like every night it's whichever Kiski team turns up. Because if you looked early in the year, they won like eight of their first nine games and they came out and everyone was saying, it looks like they're really good. Then they hit a, a stretch in the middle of the season where they lost four or five in a row and they struggled, and then they would win some good games and struggle. And so it seemed like it was sort of an up-and-down year for them. But for them to be able to put it together, they've had some some real good performances this season. So I, I don't – you know, Kiske, the coaches, the players, they're probably not surprised to see themselves go win a big game. But the rest of them might be to see a 12-team a go knock off the, the runner-up from a year ago. 5A quarterfinals Thursday. The semifinals will be on Monday, the 26th. Finally, 6A. These brackets have been out, but we didn't really talk about them last week because we knew they'd be sitting for, for another week. Um, the matchups are top seed Mount Lebanon hosting number eight Pine Richland. That's an 8 o'clock start. These games are all on Friday, uh, the 23rd. Uh, Baldwin in the 4-5 matchup will host North Allegheny. 7 o'clock start at Baldwin. Central Catholic will take on Gateway. 7 o'clock will take on Cannon McMillan at Gateway. 7 o'clock start for the Vikings and the Big Macs. And Upper St. Clair, the third seed, will host Butler. Another 7 o'clock start uh, at Upper St. Clair. So the 7 o'clock starts, basically what that means, it's a standalone game, no other game. Um, but there is a game before uh, Pine Ridge, Lamont, Lebanon, that will be game two of a doubleheader. Yeah. I think the big dilemma for these teams, what do you do for two weeks? I mean, they've had so long since their last game at this point before they get to play again. How do you use that time? And I've talked to different coaches, and 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 the feeling about it basically is if you're playing really well, you hate it because, you know, if you finish the, the end of the regular season in a hot streak, you're winning, you're feeling good, you want the playoffs to start the next day, you're ready to go. If you're struggling a little bit, if you're banged up a little bit, they they love it. You know, they're happy to have a couple of weeks off. I talked to the North Allegheny coach Dave DiGregorio about that a week or so ago, and and just said, "What do you what do you do?" And and he was in that because they they felt like they were playing really well at the end of the season, so they were ready to keep rolling. He said, "You know, the the, the tough part is just you know trying to stay busy." They had scheduled a few scrimmages. I think they had Peters Township, Shaler, Alderdice on their schedule, but. But he also kept it light. The day after the pairings came out, he took his whole team. They went to the gym and they played wiffle ball. That's what they did. Like wiffle ball, no practice. They played wiffle ball that day. And uh, Dave said that's a long-standing tradition for the program. Is he said they usually do it over Christmas break. They were traveling this year, so they couldn't get it in. 
So this was a good time with a couple of weeks. They said, hey, let's just decompress, take a day. We'll play some wiffle ball and then uh, and then get back to basketball. So I think that's the, you know, you get some veteran coaches in the 6A group. They have some tricks over the years they've used. So I'm sure they, they pulled them all out here in this uh, couple of week layoff. Yeah, they're used to it by now, uh, this right. scenario with uh, so few teams. Yeah, that's it. That's what you got to do. So the uh, – I mean, there's really no other way to get around that, schedule-wise. I mean, otherwise, if you if you make them play right away, then you have a week off between every playoff game, and, and nobody wants that either. Yeah, I'd make sure that you're playing that Monday when the brackets come out, the last day right. of the regular season. Make sure you have a right. game lined up for that. But then, yeah, it's a couple scrimmages here and there with a lot of hard practices. The uh, semifinals in Boys 6A will be on Tuesday, the 27th. You mentioned wiffle ball. You're going to go see uh, – you, you'll see uh, Jacob Gian, uh or Jake, Jacob Gillen, not Gian. Don't – it's the same spelling as the old pirate outfielder, Jose Gian. Jose, Jose Gian. Jacob Gillen. And we were talking about – in our podcast about – and Wiffle Ball came up. I told him, I said – he said Easter's his favorite holiday. I said for Easter, it was a great Easter if we got an old Wiffle, those yellow banana bats, Wiffle Ball yeah. bats. Um, that was a great Easter if we had one of those in our basket. And and I said, but you kids probably don't even know anything about wiffle ball. And he got all offended. He was like, we play wiffle ball. Come on. <laughs> so uh, it's good. Good to see the youth of America getting a few lashes in a wiffle ball. You're talking the old school, small, hard wiffle ball bat, right? Not the not the great big ones. that. Uh... The, the, yeah, the thin, the real right, thin. The thin one, right, yeah. right. Yep. Right. Yep, I know what you mean. Right. Yeah, not those big Mongo bats. Right. <laughs> there's one in between, too. There's one in between. But, no, I know what you're talking about. With yeah. holes on one side of the ball? Yes. Yeah, right. That's, that's yes. yes. Not the uh, – first of all, the ones that didn't have any holes, if you met it with good contact, that thing was like a, a moon. It was like half – it was so yeah. dented in, it looked like, a, you know, half yeah. a ball. Yes. Uh, and then, you, then you're – trying to work out the dent yeah. anyway yeah. you're bringing back horrible memories all right that'll do it for, for this chris is going to be very busy i'm going to be very busy the entire hssn team will be busy over the next few days um really every day with with the articles with the broadcasts etc cetera, etc cetera. trib hssn.triblive.com chris will join me again next wednesday by then we'll be through the semifinals we can uh, talk about what's happened in the quarters and semis, but also look ahead to the uh, upcoming WPL championships. Chris, we appreciate it, my friend. Hey, see you next week, Don. Always, always enjoy it. All right. For the great Chris Harlan, I'm Don Rebel. Thanks for joining us. Rebel Yell Podcast. Bring out the wiffle ball bat on the Trib Live High School Sports Network. Next week. <laughs>